0: It's like sometimes things that you want to happen aren't happening. And it takes so much faith and courage and belief to to continue, you know, unwillingly down a path that you want, regardless of, of if it's something personally or something career-wise. It's about just having that faith and belief in yourself that you're doing the right thing and that it'll be worth it in the end of it. what's not to like about this new love thing midnight kiss is
1: so this is worst town in america i'm amanda hancock a reporter with the City times you just heard the music and voice of Lindsay l who's the latest guest on my podcast Lindsay is a native of Canada who moved to Nashville over 10 years ago with the dream of making it in country music. After years of small steps, she had a pretty big year last year. She released her debut album called The Project. It went number one, and Lindsay quickly got tagged as one of country music's rising stars. She's currently on tour with Brad Paisley, and they're stopping at the Tax Slayers Center on Saturday. We talked about her new album, why she moved to Nashville, and why she loves John Mayer. You'll also hear snippets of her songs throughout the episode. A bit of a side note, at the beginning you'll hear me thank Lindsay for kind of making this interview happen and that's because she missed our first scheduled call that I had set up through her team. Lindsay then made a point to make our interview happen that day. She texted me and left me a voicemail. Here's a bit from that.
0: Hey Amanda, this is Lindsay L calling. How are you? I'm so sorry. I did not even know that we were supposed to call today but um, but I can't wait to, to talk and to catch up.
1: And from my experience, this kind of thing is very rare for a very busy country singer to do. Okay, side note over. Here's my talk with Lindsay L. All right, so we are all set. Um, awesome. So yeah, so thanks for like uh, making a point to make this happen today. I appreciate oh my it. My gosh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to talk to you. I so I think we last talked in April of 2016, and it hasn't been I. Really, that long. Yeah, I know. I kind of had to look it up, but I really enjoyed it. And I just feel like a lot has happened since then. Yes. Um, yeah, including the release of your full length album, which you were just talking about the project, which I want to talk about. Um, but first, I kind of want to hear what's been going on like in the last couple weeks and what you have going on now. So you're just talking about you're on tour with Brad Paisley. Um,
0: absolutely yes We got to tour with brad all year last year in 2017 we played 50 shows with him it's me chase bryant dustin lynch and brad paisley and i guess brad liked all of us enough to want to keep us around because he extended the tour till the end of april which i've just been having the time of my life i mean brad paisley is so generous so welcoming i feel like he completely welcomed us into his road family and yet arguably he is one of the best guitar players in the world and I knew going on tour with Brad was going to be inspiring but I just I guess I didn't know to this level I, I just feel like I am so moved to become a better guitar player every night watching wow. shows you know he's just so technically great at what he does and getting to watch him night after night after night and it's just it's Perfect. Like his consistency is better than any player that I've gotten to watch live before, and so it's been a really inspiring tour
1: to be on. That sounds so fun, and yeah. so and I think it was like just announced you're going to be going on tour with Keith Urban and Sugarland, right?
0: Yes. So it's going to be in quite a big <laughs> year. Um, we start. Touring with Sugarland in July, I think July 19th till September, okay. and then um, and then yeah, we're going to be on the Canadian leg of Keith Urban's Graffiti U Tour, which is so exciting to me. I mean, Keith and Brad are two of my favorite guitar players. I mean, especially in the country format, and I just feel because Keith has those blues sensibilities to his playing, that's a lot in my wheelhouse. Right. So yeah. I'm so excited to get to do it with Keith. We're also um, going to be with him in Rogers, Arkansas, and, you know, a few a few shows here and there. But for sure, I'm the Canadian leg of the tour, and I cannot wait. <laughs>
1: oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, it sounds like you really enjoy these, these opening acts kind of situations, like, and you learn a lot from them. Do you kind of go into it with a learning approach? Absolutely.
0: There's nothing cooler to me than getting to watch an A-lister in their art, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously most of them have had to work very, very hard to get to that moment. And it's through falling down 29 times and picking yourself up 30 times that you just get stronger and you get really good at what you do. And so I just love watching A-listers perform, and especially when you can be on a tour with them and get them to see the consistency of the level that they perform at night after night, after night, you know, things will always go wrong on stage, you know, some venues, just weird things happen, but to get to see somebody where you're normal is just raised to an, uh, another level. And it, it's just a cool thing as, you know, a new artist. I still call myself a new artist, even though I feel like I've been <laughs> performing ever since I was a little girl. Yeah. To, um you know, to focus yourself towards and to raise that bar to that next level and be like, All right, I'm just going to try to make my normal a little bit higher every time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's such a cool way to look at it. So what you just said of, of you feel like you've been a you've been performing or or into music since you're a little girl. Like I don't know, I was just thinking like watching twenty seventeen unfold for you. It was a really it seemed like a big year for you after so many years like in Nashville and kind of trying to make things happen so I don't know I'd love to hear kind of what led up to that like how'd you get into music and kind of decide like country music is the route for you
0: I feel like 2017 was a was a big year for me you know I have been playing guitar ever since I was eight years old I've been playing shows since I was 10 years old and um
1: (laughs) that's crazy
0: I, yeah, I, I bought a band van when I was 15 and toured across Canada, because I was still living in Calgary at the time, back and forth and back and forth, just playing three, four hour bar gigs every night, learning how to perform, you know, learning what to do when monitors die and cords go out and amps blow up and all these things that happen as a performer that you can really only learn by doing it. I've been living in Nashville for eight years and signed to a record label for six years, and... You know, it was my first time. I remember releasing my first single to country radio ever, and it happened pretty shortly after I signed my record deal. Okay. And it's just like you you dream for so long, okay, I've just got to sign a record deal and release a song to radio, and everything's going to be great. It's like, that's that's all i got to do. But then you get to that point, and then a whole bunch more windows and doors open, and you're like, all right, well, now that I've gotten here, I just have to have a song that's hit and I have to do this, and I have to be on a few tours. And, and it's just, you learn very quickly that that you can't get happiness from just attaining those things. you got to get happiness mm-hmm. through the journey of it and through the experience of getting to do what you love. And mm-hmm. now being signed to the record label for six years and finally only releasing an album a few months ago, <laughs> I'm kind of very grateful that it. It took me that long because I feel like I wouldn't have made the same record six years ago. In fact, I know I wouldn't have. You know, I've been mm-hmm. working with Mr. Christian Bush, who is one part of Sugarland over right. the past year. Christian was my producer. And I feel like working with Christian on this project, I was able to finally figure out who I was. And up until yeah. this point... I still didn't really know. You know, I feel like my debut album, the project, was sixteen years in the making when really it only took about eight months musically to put it together. Um, but but it was it was a long time overdue and yet happened at the perfect time. You're
1: the, right. You're the habit, I can never get enough let's talk more about the project so the fact that you know you've been that's such a big statement that you kind of finally found out who you were and making this and and how can you talk about that process like how was it different from your experiences before and like why why was this the one that kind of worked?
0: absolutely you know my first music meeting with christian bush was three hours long And I remember we just sat there talking about all of our favorite kinds of music and going back and forth, and Christian just inspired me to a whole other level than any other conversation I've had with producers in the past. Mm -hmm. He asked me, he was like, Lindsay, what's your favorite record of all time? And I was like, well, Christian, that would be Continuum by John Mayer. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me square in the face, and he was like, perfect. I want you to go record the whole thing. And And I was like, What? what do you mean and he's like your only rules are you have two weeks you need to play all the instruments and you need to do it by yourself at your studio at the label so oh my gosh so i cleared my schedule and for the next 14 days 8 a.m till 3 a.m i re-recorded continuum which which is a record i've listened to so many times and i thought i knew but when you need to dissect Pino Palladino bass parts and Steve Jordan drum parts, and really recreate it into your own voice. You just learn something to a whole other level. So fast forward two weeks, and I hand over this the Continuum Project, quote unquote, as I called it, to Christian, and I'm like, Christian, I am blown away. I feel, I feel it's like I've learned so much about the way John Mayer plays guitar, so much about the way I play guitar, and most importantly, I know how my record wants to sound. It was like yeah. the gears. Had clicked, And it was the coolest thing I've ever had a producer ask an artist to do, you know, take music that you love listening to, recreate it in your own voice, and listen to that coming out of the speakers, and then see where, where you stand. And so, all of a sudden, we just knew what we wanted to do for the record. There was no sort of question as to, okay, should we include this? Does this song fit? Does this song not fit? It was just like it became crystal clear from that point. And then to get to release the project and have it debut at number one on the chart (laughs) was just such a crazy feeling. You know, you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into a body of work. And then to have fans react like that the week it came out. And then, fast forward a few months later, and Billboard named the project as the number one country album of 2017, that just brought it to a whole other level because it's, it's one thing for fans to react to it and then it's a whole other thing for for critics and blogs and, and all of these things that I read every day and people that I respect and to have them critique the record and list it as the number one country album. I mean, I remember my publisher <laughs> sent me the link and I brought it up and I'm scrolling through these records that I love like Stapleton and Kelsey Dallarini and Lady A and... And I'm just scrolling through them. And, and I'm like, well, maybe maybe my publicist just sent me this link just to check out. And then I see they listed the project as number one. I, I was
1: speechless. <laughs> so cool. And, I mean, why do you think it struck a chord with fans and critics alike? I mean, was it the simplicity? Was it – what do you take away from that?
0: You know, that's a very good question. I feel like recording continuum really helps me remember that simplicity is is brilliant a lot of times. And and sometimes it's not about how much is there, but it's about what is there and what it is saying.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: if if there are only five instruments on a song, what those instruments say and when they say it is so much more important than just filling space. And
1: mm-hmm. so it's really
0: changed the way that I write songs and that I, I record songs now. I, I just look at it from
1: a completely different perspective. Yeah. So, by the way, I love the song Champagne. I just I think it's a fun thing to jam Thank you. you. And the, the shout-out to like Jessica Beale. It's just great. I love it. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so I did want to kind of talk to you about the first, Track and the last track on the album because they kind of feel like these cool, like, bookends. And I mean, I hear your whole journey and I I think of these two songs. So, can you talk about these, starting with Waiting on You? What is that song kind of about? And yeah, if you could just kind of talk about it a little bit.
0: I would love to. I, well, first off, about Champagne, I remember going into the writer's room and, um, and I was writing with Fred Wilhelm and Walker Hayes and I was like, Can we rhyme the word Jessica Beale with the word Beale? And of course Walker's not afraid of anything. He's such a brilliant writer. And yeah. he was like, Of course we can and so I just I love Champagne. It's been so much fun to see fans react to it. But um but yes, I love how you notice that um the the album starts and finishes with songs about waiting. I feel like so many parts in my life right now are about waiting and have been about waiting from my personal life to my career. I feel like sometimes you need to work really hard for what you want and you can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I am a firm believer that hard work pays off and Mm -hmm. that, you know, it never really goes undermined. So I really wanted to start and finish the album with songs about waiting because I feel like it's representative of this whole album and how you know, how much work it's taken for me to get to this point in my life, and how worth it it feels.
1: And it also, it's kind of like a, a personal song. It's not all about your job, right?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I feel like as a songwriter, I'm writing from a more vulnerable and honest place than I ever have. And so, mm. yes, a lot of this record was with me and my last relationship, and just how some people, when they come into your life, you feel like you're a completely new person again, and you just look mm-hmm. at life from a, a sunnier and brighter and happier place, and it's amazing how, you know, the right people can come into your life at the right time and, and really teach you um, incredible things about yourself. I'm crazy. crazy.
1: leads to Words to Wait, which is the last track. And it's so different, I mean, from Waiting on You. Waiting on You is like upbeat and, and all that. And then this, this song is kind of like slower and simple and a little bit raw. Like it feels like almost live, but not. So, yeah, tell me about that song. <laughs>
0: The recording Worth the Wait was actually, so that was the demo that I sent to Christian. And um, I, I remember my first time coming to Nashville, I went to a writer's round, and I saw Travis Meadows play on stage, and Travis is probably one of my favorite songwriters in Nashville. He's just so talented, and he has a way of saying what he wants to say in such a brilliant way. And I told myself in that moment, this was probably seven years ago now, that um, that I, I'm gonna write a song with that man one day. And so, fast forward years later, "Worth the Wait" was the first song we wrote together. And mm-hmm. um, and "Worth the Wait" is is also about my personal life. You know, it, it's it's like sometimes things that you want to happen aren't happening, and it takes so much faith and courage and belief to To continue, you know, unwillingly down a path that you want, regardless of, of if it's something personally or something career-wise. It's about just having that faith and belief in yourself that you're doing the right thing and that it'll be worth it in the end of it.
1: I just, I, I hear such, like, persistence and positivity, like, from you, and it's really cool because I'm sure... It's, there's been times where you've wanted to or thought about, like, why am I doing this? Because it's so hard.
0: <laughs> you know, I I run my life on so much positivity and yeah. persistence because I feel like at the end of the day, I will always have that. My mom always used to say that your attitude determines your altitude. And I know it's a cheesy quote, but it's, <laughs> it's so true and it, and it just kind of sticks with me when I'm having a bad day or we're just going through a difficult time, it's like you cannot affect what happens to you in life, but you can affect the way you react to things.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: if you really try to have a good attitude and just approach every situation that comes at you from from a positive place, it can really change how how things happen, you know, from that point forward.
1: Yeah, I love it. So are you going to release this continuum, your version of it?
0: We are. I'm so excited about it. The label, <laughs> awesome. um, the la- I I've, I've wanted to because I just want to show fans sort of a look behind the scenes of how I got to the sound of the project and, mm-hmm. and how we we got here. And the label is super excited about it, too. So they said, yes, we definitely need to release it. Um, so it is being mixed as we speak and I hope it will be available, um, probably in a few months.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song from that album or is it too hard to pick?
0: It's hard to pick. I love so many different moments. Um, slow dancing in a burning room has always been one of my favorites off of continuum just because of, of all the guitar in it. And I'm such a guitar nerd, (laughs) but, um, But, yeah, definitely slow dancing or probably gravity.
1: Yeah, those are good ones. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So are you working on new music now, or what what can you tell me about what's coming up? You know,
0: the minute you finish a project, it's like you start writing the next project right away. And so the minute the project came out – in august last august I feel I felt like I was already writing record number two, so mm-hmm. I've been gathering ideas, obviously, a lot has happened in my personal life over the past few months, and I've just I looked at songwriting as therapy so um so record number two is is gonna have a lot of good songs on it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: awesome. well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome, Amanda, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm right here,
1: baby. Don't with- so that was my conversation with Lindsay L., who is playing at the Layer Center this weekend. And that wraps up this episode of Town in America. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.